Hi, and welcome to the West Visalia Audio Podcast. Each message is designed to help you grow and inspire you to take action. Please take a moment to hit the subscribe button, and don't be shy to drop us a message if you have a question. Thanks for listening, and God bless. Our theme for the year is renewal. We're trying to renew zeal in our life. We're trying to renew a desire for evangelism. We're trying to renew our dedication to God, trying to renew our love for others, and just rejuvenating ourselves after kind of a difficult year. And with that kind of idea in mind of difficulty and, and, and problems and so on, I want to talk a little bit this morning about stress. We're going to continue to take a break from the book of Acts to deal with some more um, direct lessons to some topics I think are applicable. But let's talk about stress for a moment. All of us at different times in our life have dealt with stress. It could be from something outside of our control. It could be from something that we have done and all of us handle it in different ways. I came across an article actually on WebMD where they listed the most common causes of stress in a person's life. They had the death of a loved one, a divorce, a loss of a job, um, bad financial obligations that you had, uh, moving to a new home, emotional problems, having to take care of a sick um, family member, a traumatic event in your life or in your society. And those are all those different things that a lot of times cause stress in our life. I'm sure all of us can list different things in our life that has caused us to have those moments of stress, those moments of anxiety. And that article actually went on to list some of the health problems that come about because of stress. High blood pressure, poor eating habits, headaches, fatigue, um, you know, a, a weakened immune system. And they went on and on to talk about how stress in one area of your life, if left unchecked, can cause actual physical health problems. You know, a lot of times we think, well, yeah, it stresses me out, it's hard. But no, literally being stressed can, can make you sick. I, I can think of times in my life where I've been going through stressful situations and all of a sudden I've lost weight because I'm not eating like I should. Or other people eat too much when they're stressed, right? I mean, that same kind of idea, stress can cause health problems. And what's interesting is Jesus actually talks about that. In Matthew chapter 6, he says, And which of you, by being anxious, another way to translate it would be stressed, can add a single hour of spam to his um, life, right? This whole idea is, look, if you are stressed all the time, it doesn't make your life longer. In fact, it'll probably shorten your life. So let's ask the question then. When life is got us down, when we are stressed, when we're having financial problems, when we lost our job, when there's drama in our home, when there's a worldwide pandemic, when there's turmoil in the Middle East, when there's death in our family, how do we handle that stress? I would probably, it'd probably be truthful to say that a lot of us, during those stressful times, don't always handle it the best. Think about it. Most people probably fall back on a lot of negative habits, old sins and practices when they're stressed. There's, there's hard times at work, so to forget the problems at work when you go home, you turn to the drink. When, when there's stresses in your life, you need this drug to cope with it. When you're having a marital problems, you use that as, as an excuse to commit immorality or you know cheat on your spouse or because of drama at home, or because of an illness in your life, you now lash out at other people and act in a negative, mean, cruel sort of way. Most of the time, we as human beings have a hard time dealing with stress 
appropriately. Stressful times are going to happen. We can't go through life just trying to avoid all stress, which sometimes that's what I want to do. I'm thinking, if I can just get all these different things lined up perfectly out of my life and everything done right, then I will never have stress. And it doesn't work that way, but we kind of delude ourselves into thinking. That's what, number one, there's always going to be stressful times in our life. Number two, then, it's up to us to learn how to deal with those stressful times in a healthy way so we don't lash out at other people, so we don't fall back on old vices and sins, so we don't leave the faith, right? I mean, sometimes stressful time at church causes me to leave Jesus. You're like, no, that's not the way it's supposed to be. But yet, a lot of times, that's what we do. When we are stressed out, we respond in a way that's unhealthy and sometimes sinful. So what I want to do this morning is we're going to look at three different passages from the book of Mark. And I actually taught through these years ago when we were studying through this gospel and some sermons. But I want to look at three interactions in the gospel of Mark, and then we're going to come to a conclusion. So I'm not giving you the conclusion of the lesson yet. Normally, my outline form is, here's my main idea, I prove it to you, come back to the main idea. I'm not telling you my main point just yet. We're going to look at these three passages of Scripture, see what they have in common, and see what we can learn from how to deal with stressful situations. Each one of these passages we're going to look at, you find a person in a situation where it would be assumed that you would be stressed out. I mean, a human being would be stressed in these situations. The question is, how did they respond to those stressful times? What did they do, and what came about because of it? So let's look at the first one. Turn your Bibles to Mark. We're going to look at Mark chapter 10 here, first off. Mark chapter 10 and I'll start in verse 46. This is in the middle of Jesus' ministry. If you're new to the Bible, Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John, all are biographies of Jesus that tell us how he lived and acted and what he taught and so on. This is in the book of Mark before Jesus goes to the cross. So this is during his earthly ministry when he's teaching, preaching, healing, and so on. In Mark chapter 10, and all the passages we're going to be looking at are during Jesus' ministry before his crucifixion. Mark chapter 10, verse 46, it says, And they came to Jericho, and as he, he being Jesus, was leaving Jericho with his disciples, a large crowd um, and a blind beggar named Bartimaeus, son of Timaeus, was sitting by the road. So Jesus and his disciples and a large crowd of people are leaving Jericho, where he's been doing different things, preaching and so on. As they're leaving, there's a blind man named Bartimaeus sitting by the roadside. We actually talked about disabilities this morning in our Bible class, how a lot of times back then those with disabilities were forced to beg in order to make ends meet. There wasn't employment opportunities. There wasn't, you know, uh, social safety nets and things like that to help them out. They had to beg. So here you have this man named Bartimaeus sitting by the side of the road. And when he heard that it was Jesus the Nazarene, so he obviously knew something about Jesus, he knew who he was to some extent because he says, Jesus, son of David, have mercy on me. So here you have a blind man. Man who, by the way, in that culture, as we talked about in Bible class, you were looked at as being a sinner if you had a disability. You might think, why would they do that? Well, they assumed many people believed that if you had a disability, it was because either you sinned or your parents sinned. So imagine going through life like that. You're already blind, which is hard to deal with, especially in a culture that doesn't have Braille and things like that, 
okay? So you're already blind, and now everybody's always pointing the finger at you, wondering if you're a sinner or if it's your parents that sin. That, that's a stressful situation. Now you don't know how you're going to feed yourself. So you have to beg on the side of the road, blind, hoping, just hoping that that day you'll get enough to feed yourself and not die and go on for one more day. Stressful situation. But this blind man here somehow knows that Jesus is the Messiah. Maybe he'd heard some preaching about it. Maybe he heard scripture. He came to that conclusion. Whatever it was, this man believes that Jesus is someone special because he calls him son of David, which in the Bible, David was this um, great figure in the Old Testament, king, ruler, man after God's own heart, and it was promised that the Messiah, the chosen one, the anointed one, the redeemer, would be from his family line. So to say son of David is to acknowledge him as being that anointed one, the Messiah. So he cries out, son of David, have mercy on me. Many were sternly telling him to be quiet, but he kept crying out all the more, son of David, have mercy on me. So in this stressful situation, all hope is lost. What does he do? He cries out to Jesus, have mercy on me. Everybody else is like, shh, shh don't, don't bother Jesus. But Jesus stopped, and he said, call him here. So they called the blind man, saying to him, take courage, stand up, for he's calling for you. Throwing aside his cloak, he jumped up and came to Jesus. I love, I love that scene. Because the, they stopped and said, hey, come on, Jesus does want to talk to you. He drops his coat, and he jumps up, and he's ready to go to Jesus. And he comes to him, and Jesus said, what do you want me to do for you? And the blind man said to him, Rabboni, or, or my master, I want to regain my sight. I want to see. And Jesus said to him, go, your faith has made you well. Immediately he regained his sight and began following him on the road. So he joins the, the band of people following Jesus, becomes his follower from that point onward. That stressful time, he cried out to Jesus, have mercy on me. He was healed, and now he started to follow him. That's example number one. Blind Bartimaeus. Skip forward a couple chapters. Mark chapter 12, verse 41. Now we have another person in another stressful situation, but this one's a lot different here. Okay, it says, verse 41, and as he sat down, Jesus sat down, opposite the treasury. So when you were there in the temple, there was a place where you would give like your contribution or your offering, tithe, that idea, you know. Um, there was a treasury. And he sat down opposite the treasury and he began observing how the people were putting money into the treasury, and many rich people came in and were putting in large sums. So you have rich people coming into the temple. They're putting large amounts of money into the treasury. That's a good thing. They should do that. But now you have a poor widow. The text says a poor widow came into this gathering, Mark chapter 12, verse 41, and she had two small copper coins which amount to a cent. So she had nothing. She had nothing. And this widow here, think about this. Again, in this culture, to have your ends met, usually you had, if you're a woman, you had to be married. Because you, you, you grow up, and the whole job of your father is to marry you off for your own, really, security, a lot of it back then, and also for the family benefit. You know, you can if you marry into the right family, you can acquire wealth and all of that. There is all that going on. But you have a widow now. So she obviously was married before. 
probably was taken care of like normal before, had a normal life before this moment. Her husband has died. Stressful situation. I know many of you have lost spouses. Stressful situation. And now the big stress that she probably has is how is she going to make ends meet? I've sat bedside with people who are about to pass from this life. I've even had Christian men tell me before when they're about to pass, I'm not worried about myself. I just want to make sure my wife is taken care of. That's what a good guy will do. But here, this woman, you know, her husband has passed, and now she's probably, it's hard to make ends meet. Um, it's hard to be taken care of. Maybe she doesn't have family around to take care of her. We don't know. But she, at this moment, still is turning to God. She comes into the temple. She wants to give her offering. She doesn't have large sums of money like these other people that are giving. She has nothing. She comes in with two small copper coins, which amount to a cent, okay? And it wasn't a big amount of money. back. Well, back then it meant no, it was not anything. But she came in and gave two copper coins. Verse 43, calling his disciples to him, he said to them, Truly I say to you, this poor widow has put more than all the contributors to the treasury. For they all put in out of her surplus, but she out of her poverty put in all that she owned, all that she had to live on. She was in this stressful time. She had nothing. So she gave it all to God. Now, I know that temple system was being done away, and there's all that dialogue about that. Don't, don't overthink it. This isn't an example, oh, so if I'm broke, I should just give it all to the church. That's not the example. The lesson here is this woman in the midst of a crisis went 100% all in to following God. That's where she turned. In this time of desperation, in this stressful time, she turned to God. Let's look at one more. Mark chapter 14 we're going to look at verse 32. And this will be our last example. Here it's Jesus himself. Jesus is about to go to the cross. He's going to have nails nailed into his wrist and feet. He's going to be whipped and beaten. He's going to have a crown of thorns placed on his head. He's going to have the sword pierce his side. He's going to have all of that go on. And in the midst of that, God's going to have to turn away from him because the sin of the world is going to be put upon him. And Jesus is going to cry out, my God, my God, why have you forsaken me? Okay, stressful situation. Let's read Mark 14, 32. And it came to a place, and they came to a place called Gethsemane. It was like an olive grove, a park in the middle of this community. And he said to his disciples, sit here until I have prayed. And he took with him Peter and James and John and became very distressed and troubled. And he said to them, my soul is deeply grieved to the point of death. Remain here and keep watch. So he's grieved. He says to the point of death. Have you ever been so stressed did you think you're going to die? I mean, come on. Uh, an anxiety attack mirrors that of a heart attack. Okay? It happens. He's stressed out of his mind right now. He says to the point of death. So he asked his disciples, keep watch with me. And he went, verse 35, a little beyond them and fell to the ground. Have you ever been so stressed you just collapsed? You didn't even know what to do, so you just fall to the ground? Bet some of you have, right? Jesus here 
fell to the ground and began to pray, if it is possible, let this cup or this hour might pass by him. And he was saying, Abba, Father, all things are possible for you. Remove this cup from me, yet not what I will, but you will. Again, he's praying, and he's asking that God's will be done. Now, as we go on, we find out that the disciples, they fell asleep, and he kind of rebukes them. He's like, guys, why couldn't you keep watch with me? And he prays a few more times before he is arrested. During this time of stress, Jesus went to the garden and prayed. So let's ask the question then this morning. In stressful situations in our life, how do we handle it? Do we turn to an addiction? Do we get angry and bitter? I mean, my kids will call me out on it when I'm stressed. Like, you know, you're in a bad mood. Yeah, I probably shouldn't be. You know what I mean? Times of stress. How do we handle that stress? Do we, do we lash out? Do we fall back into a sin? Well, you just don't know what I'm going through. I need this to feel better. How do we handle those stressful situations? The point of our lesson this morning is simply this. In times of stress, we must turn to God. That's it. I'll put it in yellow so you can see it again. In times of stress, we must turn to God. That is the solution here. That is the point that we're looking at. In all those stressful moments, we turn to him. Think about it. When you look at blind Bartimaeus, he was in a stressful moment. What did he do? He just turned to Jesus and said, have mercy on me. The widow, in a stressful situation, she went to the place where God supposedly dwelt at the temple. She wanted to be close to God. Jesus, in a stressful situation, what did he do? He prayed. In times of stress, we must turn to God. Let me give you three easy ways that we can do this. They might not be easy. I, they're, they're easy to understand, maybe difficult to put into practice. When you're stressed out, number one, take time to pray and to meditate. Stop and put things into perspective for a moment. Settle down for a moment and pray. And I know that's hard. Have you ever been stressed out and someone says, oh, no, it's not a big deal. Get over it. You're like, I can't get over it. It's stressful, right? Stop for a moment and pray. And that will be the hardest thing to do at times. Because when you're stressed, you want to fix it. You want to make it better. And to pray to God is you admitting that you can't fix it on your own. That you need his help. That you need his guidance. That you need him to put things together in the way they need to be. So pray in times of stress. Spend time in meditation upon God, his greatness, and his glory. Stop and think about him. Focus on him. Spend that time in prayer and meditation, and you'll be able to overcome that stress. Number two, spend time in study and contemplation. When was the last time in a stressful situation you said, hey, does the Bible talk about this? And you study it. And even if it's not even about that particular topic, I know in my own life, the Word of God, first off, is living and active. and It'll cut to all sorts of situations. I'll be going through maybe some kind of stress. There'll be an issue I'm dealing with. There's a question I have on my mind. Just life in general. And maybe I'll put in my headphones and I'll listen to a Bible podcast of some kind. And I'm thinking about the lesson and I'm thinking about the scriptures. And all of a sudden it's, this fits this. That passage ties into this situation. That verse applies to me. That's the answer to what's causing me stress. But you got to spend time in the Word to have 
those answers. If life is stressful, when was the last time you just poured over God's word and said, what does it say? Start simple. Open up the Proverbs and read a, a chapter of Proverbs. By the way, there's like 30, there's 30 days in a month. That's simple. We did a whole prayer and Proverbs thing a couple years ago here in the church. Open up Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John, and look how Jesus dealt with people. Find encouragement, study, and contemplation during times of stress. And then finally, number three, have godly relationships and conversation. And I bring this up because notice Jesus in the garden. In the garden of Gethsemane, yes, Jesus also prayed. But what else did he do? Who do he have with him? His friends, his disciples. And he asked them to wait and keep watch with him. In those times of stress, we need good people around us. We need good, godly friends who will help us out, that will call us out when we're making a bad choice. Because sometimes you'll find people out there in the world that will agree with anything you want them to agree with. You want to live a way contrary to God's word, I guarantee it, you'll find people that say, that's a better way, but they don't have your best interests at heart. Find godly people who do, people who love you and who care about you, who can help you. Engage in conversation with them. People that can pray with you. People that can build you up. This is why a godly spouse is so important. Someone who can, you know, help you along the way. This is why having relationships in the church are so important. That's why getting together with Christians matters beyond just, oh, hey, I show up on a Sunday morning. That's why we started even these Sunday night groups to create closer relationships so that we can have those conversations because we need good people around us during times of stress. Spend time in prayer and meditation. Spend time in study and contemplation and develop godly relationships and have conversations and you'll be able to overcome stress. There's always going to be stress in this life. The disciples, their life was not free from stress. Even if you do everything right, there's still going to be stress in your life. Some of the most godliest people you can think of in scripture had the most stress-filled lives. But the answer to that stress is always and will always be God. Turn to him, just like Bartimaeus the blind man, just like the widow, and just like Jesus. There will always be stress, but God will always be the answer. We don't have to do it alone. In fact, we can't do it alone. But with God, we can make it through. Don't let anxiety control you. Don't let stress overwhelm you. It's not going to make your life better, but trusting in God will. The lesson is yours this morning. There's been a song that was selected. Steve's going to come up here in just a moment and lead it, but let me encourage you that if you are dealing with stress, talk to somebody. Talk to your brethren. Talk to somebody who you trust. Talk to somebody who can pray with you and help you and give you good advice. Spend some time in prayer. Take a deep breath and talk to your heavenly father who knows you better than you know yourself, who loves you and wants what's best for you. And you know what? Even if you don't know what to pray for, Romans 8 says the spirit intercedes somewhere in between there and tells God what we're trying to get out to him. Spend time in prayer and spend time in his word. When was the last time outside of a Bible class, a formal study, or a sermon that you opened up your Bible and maybe just read the Sermon on the Mount? Maybe just read a letter from John. Maybe just read the book of Proverbs or Psalms and seen what God had to say about your situation. Life will be stressful, but God is always the answer. Let's all stand and sing the song that was selected.
Thanks again for listening to West Visalia Audio. We hope these messages have helped you grow and inspired you to take action. Be sure to check in each week for more on-the-go content or visit our YouTube channel to watch the live video. Thanks for participating and God bless. Thank you.